second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, all college sports, college football in particular, including our guest, Brett McMurphy, Action Sports Network. So stay tuned for that. Plus, Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Now back to the remote Lee Company studio from Columbia State Community College with the Hall of Famer. Here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome back in. Second half getting ready to start as we move to the top of the fourth inning with a one nothing lead for the Chargers and a seven-inning affair in game one. So, Mo, you've not seen this drama, but apparently University of Alabama's former quarterbacks uh, transfer extraordinaire Blake Barnett and uh, David Cornwell have apparently gotten into it pretty heavy on Twitter and uh, this is this is some interesting stuff, man. Um, okay, first of all, I just have to tell you, I, I do not remember David Cornwell. Yeah, well, because and, he never played. Okay, and I barely remember Blake Barnett. I do. Do you remember him at South Florida? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right. here, here is what here, here is the drama, and, and apparently they thought that maybe maybe Auburn was getting too much <laughs> pub, a little too much run. So Clint Lamb, who. Clint Lamb. Yeah, at Clint R. Lamb is a reporter for On Three Sports for Alabama. Okay, okay. He tweets a picture of Cornwell, Barnett, and somebody else. I'm not um, number six. I don't remember who that one was, but anyway, he six. It, it, it was is it Jacob. Um, no, Coker was fourteen. Okay. Um, I have no idea who the who the third person is in this tweet. Nonetheless. Are you sure he's even a quarterback? He may not be a quarterback. I don't know. But he says, this seems like ages ago. Well, David Cornwell tweets, I was in the quarterback room, and Blake Barnett didn't have much talent. Any other questions about the 14 to 16 seasons? Oh, good Lord. And to which Blake Barnett replies, from breaking into my dorm and trashing my room multiple times to trashing me on social media, glad to see you've become more secure in yourself. Hope all is well with uh, you too, Davey. So Cornwell replies, is handing over a binder of team, quote, allegations to the NCAA so you can transfer without penalty, trashing a program, asking for a friend. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's a pretty good place to leave it, I guess. Folks, wow. If you thought, if you thought the Auburn stuff was messy – this is no, at least it doesn't have to do with the team now. Let's, let's just get these guys back to back and let them step off twelve paces or whatever. I, I, mean, I mean, that seems like the best way to handle that one. <laughs> do you know what makes it the the Andy Griffith episode where he has to count in French? Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, I learned some French when I was in the war." There we go. And it's like, that's that's craziness, right there. Oh man, it, this is insane. And, and then add on top of that the drama we're about to talk about with Brett McMurphy and UAB and you and Conference. USA, every major football team in the state of Alabama is in the middle of some drama. Well, it ain't but three. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a lot for everybody having drama in a month. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. In, in, in the same month. Off-season in Alabama. It, it, football, there, there is no off-season. There's no college football off-season in Alabama. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is absolutely nuts. I, I've never seen two Former players like this just absolutely going at it in in the public eye, like beefing that. on I mean, Twitter. Like, dude, pick up the phone. We don't want to see all that. 
clearly he did pick up the phone <laughs> and tweeted it right out. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, Twitter beef is <laughs> always fun typically, especially if, you know, you you are in a public beef. The problem is when you get blocked and don't know why, Mo. A la Jerry Stackhouse. Not a problem. <laughs> it's like not not a problem at all. I mean, I'd I'd love to know what I'd love to know but, what I said. Yeah. But, the same thing. I, I don't know what I said to Brando, but I'm one of the many who yeah, are that's, uh, that's blocked a, by Brando. That, that's a take a ticket, take a seat kind of thing <laughs> right there. I'm sure you'd love to know what you said to Josh Dobbs. Too, oh, that's that's the one. That's I, the one. <laughs> I'm like, what did but, I do yeah, to Dobbs? I, Dobbs is great. I love that guy. I have no idea what I might what I even remotely could have said about Stack that <laughs> that's funny. It's funny every time I think about it. So yeah, I, I would like to think that the basketball coach at a Southeastern Conference program would have better things to do than to worry about what I'm saying on Twitter. But clearly, for at least one of the 14, that ain't the case. Well, Eli Apple gets into the, the world of Twitter beefs because did you see uh, Annie Agar's tweet? No. Such an incredible experience providing coverage at my first Super Bowl, unlike <laughs> Eli Apple. Phenomenal. It, it doesn't get much better than that. Okay. <laughs> and Eli's out here retweeting some, some stuff that we can't say on the air. Um, <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. I'm done. Twitter. This, this app is free, y'all. <laughs> it's for free, free. You have to pay zero dollars. For this, mm, <laughs> and it's, mm, it's mm. the best source, and of- it's well worth the investment. Uh, <laughs> Goodness, Ooh, good bitch. I mean, are, are we really out here in 2022? That's beefing with with our former teammates and with people we're supposed to cover. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not trying to. Now, I got into a little bit of a a tussle this morning with a Kentucky fan because they think that their football program is somehow better than Tennessee's, although they've won three games in the last uh, 12 years against Tennessee uh, in the worst run of Tennessee's history. It's funny. It's funny. Even Kentucky's best teams haven't beaten Tennessee. And like, dude, you went one and two against Jeremy Pruitt. Sit down. (laughs) I mean, come on now. You went one and two against Jeremy Pruitt. The only team he had a winning record against. Wow. And this was and this is good Kentucky football. And this is good Kentucky football. So you tell me what's going on. Right. I mean, so you but anyway, I, I digress. I just wanted to mention that that the Twitter beef from Alabama that they thought, hey, Auburn can't have all the good drama. Well, I mean, is does Nick Saban call both those guys and tell them to chill out or how does that work? That's a good question. I, I mean you, you Delete Our, your accounts, both of you. What's coming? <laughs> what's going to come out of this? I mean, with the, the NCAA court allegations mm. and all. I mean, yeah. is Blake Barnett going to go? Mm. It's interesting. I, who knows, man? <sighs> anyway, we're here at Dave Hall Field. Was that a, was a line drive? He caught it. Yep. yep. Line drive catch in the air, tags the guy, tags the runner, and gets out of it with a double play, and we go to the bottom, bottom of the fourth. fourth. Man, two and a half innings away Don't from say the end. It. Don't say it. Look, we're two and a half innings away. All right. That means we have to play the bottom maps. Um. Anyway, so 
we have Brevin Murphy coming up because we want to talk about this Conference USA thing, and we're going to talk about it at length with him. But I wanted to mention before we get into uh, into that, did you see Matt Brown's tweet? I don't know for any of you who are out there uh, and getting ready for the NCAA 23 video game, but JN, James Madison, Jacksonville State, and uh, – Whoever else is moving up, I can't remember who it was, but all three of those will actually be in the game. They're going to do stadium renderings and everything. Oh wow! Uh, it's pretty cool that they are going to to get those last few teams in. So in twenty three, you'll have full conference USA, and I guess Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss will be in the Sun Belt. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We'll find out in the next <laughs> segment. But um, also, I talked to Matt Brown for a little bit yesterday afternoon. Did actually, you? and um. We need to talk offline before we talk online about what we talked about. So, yeah, apparently, um, a player from Troy is is helping get this thing out of uh, off the ground. So make sure to follow Extra Points blog. It's always always a great follow, and we'll talk to Matt uh, at some point in the near future. I hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, Mo, because we do have Brett on the other side of the break, and we will get to him and talk this UAB, talk through UAB and uh, – not UAB, Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss. Not UAB. UAB is not, not going anywhere. No, don't, don't – let's not make it any worse. Than They've not moved to the AAC yet, so <laughs> – but if this goes through, they might. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it could be a uh, could be crazy. So stick around. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll return after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. 
We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We head back now to the Lee Company studio live on location this afternoon, Columbia State Community College, with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back to Dave Hallfield on the campus of Columbia State Community College here in Columbia. It's a nice day out. Got a few clouds, blue skies. What a beautiful day for baseball in the middle of February. You couldn't ask for a better day on February 16th. Could I, not. I mean, you could. You, you could but. ask for it, but you probably wouldn't get it. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Basketball coach Winston Neal in the house as he's getting ready to take on Trevecca later this evening at the web. So looking forward to a great day of sports here at Columbia State. As I was just telling him about the Braves World Series Championship Trophy Tour that is coming north in a couple of months and letting him know about a couple of stops. Hey. He's, he's excited. Can't wait, man. We're excited. Heck yeah, we are. A couple of different reasons, yeah. actually. Uh, big we'll get more into that later. Big announcement coming on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking forward to that. Mo, let's get into some uh, college football drama because there hasn't been any yeah, this offseason. College football drama? Yeah. yeah. Hasn't been any drama, especially you know in the southeast at all. But so joining us now to talk about Conference USA football and all that is coming with it, including their football schedule that was released yesterday, uh, Action Network's Brett McMurphy. Before at, we introduce uh, at Brett McMurphy, I just want to read this one tweet from yesterday. Can't wait for Marshall to win both Conference USA and the Sun Belt this fall. And it's, I guess it's possible because <laughs> at this point, who knows? So we'll get into it here. Uh, Brett McMurphy. Brett, thanks for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it. I appreciate you having me. Well, um, Brett, Middle Tennessee State is my alma mater. It's right in our backyard here um, just outside of Nashville. And so obviously a lot of this – Marshall, Old Dominion, Southern Miss stuff threatens to impact the Blue Raiders in some way, shape, or form. Where do you see this going? And how did it get so um, antagonistic, maybe? Uh, You know, I think that the three Conference USA schools that are leaving, um, they basically have got with all of their legal counsel and they believe that it's worth worth it to go ahead and make the move uh you know july 1st and and begin playing the sun belt in 2022 obviously conference usa disagrees with that i think it's just i know a lot of people take taking it personally i think it's just it's simply a business decision and then what makes it even trickier is conference usa bylaws indicate that Schools are required to give two seasons notice that they were leaving, and then they would forego all revenue each of those two years. 
However, there's no specific amount in that. It's not okay if you if you leave. It's a five million dollar ecstasy. It's three million. It's a hundred million. Whatever the number is, there's no number. It's up for um, you know the different parties to figure that out. So I guess those three schools figured, well, you know, we're not going to give two years notice. We're going to give a year notice, and we'll let the lawyers figure out you know what it's going to cost us to get out. And we're going to go ahead and leave. And we've seen other, this happen with other conferences, um, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen other conferences fight it this way, where Conference USA puts out their schedule and has you know Southern Miss ODU and Marshall on the schedule. Uh, you mentioned that the tweet I sent out about Marshall will be able to win both Conference USA and the Sun Belt. I had a couple of folks with Marshall ties uh, reach out and say that they thought that was my tweet of the year. So I'd like to thank the Academy. The tweet of the year at this I, point. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's yeah, but, but basically, <laughs> there, there's yeah. no way. There's no way any of those schools are going to play in Conference USA next year. I mean, Conference USA, all their posturing is for legal reasons. I've talked to people on both sides of this. Everyone understands that. Um, there's no way those three schools are going to play in Conference USA in 2022. And kind of an offshoot, real quick, of this, ironically, is. For the schools leaving Conference USA for the Sun Belt this year, they actually decreased their bowl chances because the Sun, bowl, Sun Belt only has five bowl affiliations. Conference USA has seven. So those schools going to the Sun Belt will now battle for five bowl bids among 13 schools. James Madison's not eligible this year. While the 11 remaining schools in Conference USA uh, like we'll be able it. to divvy up seven bowl bids. So it's kind of an offshoot to this, which is kind of hurting these schools that are leaving, but they've made it clear they went out sooner rather than later. Wow. It's unfortunate for UAB specifically because they're supposed to play Marshall and Southern Miss both at home this year. So <laughs> that's unfortunate for the Blazers. but I, And for their season ticket holders. And for any season ticket holders. Do, do you think that there is any chance that there could be some of these games played as non-conference games? Or do you think it's like the OVC had to do this past year where some where they have to play conference opponents? Home and home. Home and home. And some of, one of them is not a conference game. Uh, as far as the home and home, I don't think we'll see that because again, the Sun Belt still, excuse me, Conference USA still has 11 members, so they can they can work out an eight game schedule gotcha. pretty easily without, not easily, but they can do that without having to, to play home and home. I, I don't think you'll see divisions in Conference USA in 2022. Um, and as far as the Sun Belt, they obviously with 13 schools, they don't need home and home. Um, it could get tricky though for for the non-conference games. Uh, you know, I, I obviously all of these schools already have non-conference games. I think they'll keep them. But Conference USA simply is going to have to blow up their schedule and redo it um, without those three schools. Um, and, but I don't, I've been told that there won't be divisions for Conference USA in 2022. And then obviously next year, you've got the new members coming in, Liberty, some of the FCS schools, and then you've got a large number of Conference USA schools uh, leaving for the Americans. So it will look totally different again in 2023. Yeah, Jacksonville State heading up to the Conference USA. So now Mo and I have a have an issue because he's an MTSU alum. I went to Jacksonville State. So we're, animosity on this show is about to get real heavy in the next couple of years, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
you know, you, you mentioned not having uh, not having divisions and that sort of thing. That's a positive for for Conference USA. What does that do for the Sun Belt? They, they have 14 teams now. I mean, that's that's going to be a, a struggle in and of itself. I mean, I guess there's I guess the Big Ten and the SEC have kind of put the blueprint out there, but it's still a lot for a conference of that size. Yeah, it is. But um, from sources that I've talked to, they already pretty much have the divisions decided for the Sun Belt in 2022. Um, basically, um, you know, Southern Miss will go to the West, play in the West, and then in the East will be Marshall, ODU, and James Madison. So they'll be fine with those uh, two seventeen divisions. And I know you mentioned that, that uh, you know, you got to tie the Middle Tennessee. What's funny is, um, if it wasn't for Middle Tennessee saying no, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky would have been in the max. So we really would have had a lot of musical chairs as far as Conference USA, um, you know, concerned in the coming years. Speaking with Brett McMich- uh, McMurphy, I'm sorry, Brett McMurphy, not the wrestler. I was about to say. What? No, speaking with Brett McMurphy of the Action Network here on Middle Tennessee Sports Today, um, Main Street Sports Today. Good Lord. Um, it's the baseball. <laughs> it's man. early the, season the, for everybody. Yeah, the baseball's got me all rattled, man. But, um, Brett, where do you see Conference USA going from here? I mean, obviously they've got a handful of teams online to come in for 23. Do you think they are done, or do you think they're still looking to try to add? And if so, who? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think they're looking at – any and all options, but when you look around, there really aren't that many options out there. Uh, you know, the, the media rights for Conference USA is, you know, there's 10 conferences and they're at number 10. And that's why those schools are, are leaving to go to the Sun Belt. Uh, it's not like they're going to double their, their media rights deal going to the Sun Belt, but they believe they'll, they will make more there and they just think there's a brighter future. Uh, the most logical place for Conference USA to look is to find any FCS schools that are willing to make the move. Other than that, you know, there simply aren't any independents out there that they can get, or maybe that they want to get. I mean, New Mexico State would be a possibility. You've already got UTEP out there. Uh, but to be very frank, New Mexico State has struggled in the past few years. They have Jerry Kill on board this year. Maybe they improve. But if you bring in a school, you don't want to bring in a school that, that hasn't done very well. Uh, UConn is, you know, too far north. I don't think that's realistic. Again, they have not had <laughs> much of any success. And then UMass, kind of in the same boat. Uh, Liberty, obviously, is, is trending upward with two threes and what they've done there. They will join Conference USA next year in 2023. So they got the best independence that's available. You know, BYU and Notre Dame, obviously, are, are off the table. Um, but other than that, if they want to expand anymore, they've got to look to the FCS ranks and then it's, it's not quite as easy. Um, one, you got to find schools that want to make the move and two, um, they got to be able to afford making the move because it's a total different game playing at the FCS level compared with the FCS level. And, uh, you know, also they want to try to keep it as geographically centered as they can. And that's not always easy. So it's a number of factors and it's, it's hard for Conference USA, but the number one thing they want to do is they want to stay together. Because if they stay together, then whatever these exit fees that are negotiated, they will then recoup that money 
But if Conference USA folded, and I don't think that will happen, but if they did, then there's nobody to pay these exit fees, and so these schools would basically get off, you know, very easily by by changing conferences. Man, this has been a wild upheaval. Thank you, Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Man, I you know yeah, that's right. You, Texas and OU don't make the move. None of this happens. None of this happens. That's what I was going to ask. You know, did you think it would reach the level of FCS schools like James Madison and Jacksonville State making the move up when that happened, or, or was it just, you know, I don't know. Did you see how, how far this did deep? you expect this to reach at when it was Texas and OU? I, I expected I expected Conference USA and Sunbelt to be impacted definitely, um, because once something happens at the top, it's a domino effect, and it's going to trickle all the way down. So when the Big Twelve lost two teams. Okay, they've got to they've got to get some replacements. Well, they're not going to get anybody from the Power Five leagues to leave. So where are they going to look? Well, probably the American. Obviously, they got teams from the American, and BYU is very attractive. So now the Americans got to got to reload. Where do they look? They can't look up. They got to look down as far as meteorite value. So where do they look? They look at Conference USA. So they grab Conference USA. They tried to get some teams from the Mountain West. They stayed pat. So now. Um, you know, what the Sun Belt did, though, is they actually, you know, some people probably don't like it, but I think it was very smart of them. They they went on the aggressive, and they saw kind of all these moves that were going to be made and kind of how all the, the chess pieces were moved around, or checker pieces, whichever you prefer, and they said, look, we can either stay put and wait for teams to get plucked from our league, or we can go after some teams and strengthen our conference, and that's kind of what they did. But yeah, as far as your initial question, yeah, anytime this happens, um, you know, whether it's Missouri and, and Texas A and M going to going to the SEC, or whether it was Rutgers and Maryland going to the Big Ten, there was always a tr- it always trickles down and it impacts everybody. Um, you know, and it wasn't that long ago. Maybe some of your younger listeners don't don't remember this, but the WAC. You know, used to have 16 teams in their conference, um, but they got picked apart. And now those teams are scattered all over all over the country, from the American to to the Mountain West to, to Conference USA to all over the place. So, you know, unfortunately, when one of these big boys makes a move, it's not their intention to, to disrupt the rest of college football athletics, but that's exactly what happened. Man, it's it's really interesting to watch this thing happen. And here's the thing: is it not just doesn't it doesn't just affect football? I mean, every other sport is affected as That's well. That's the, the thing, thing that a lot of people lose. I think, Brett, is again, it's not just football. It's, it's girls' tennis, or I'm sorry, women's tennis as well. I mean, it's it's across the board. And I mean, football pays for a lot of it, but still, it's it's not just football that is impacted by this. And when you think about some of these um, midweek contests for some of these quote non-revenue or lesser revenue programs and that kind of thing i mean that's when it really kind of gets untenable i would think for some of these schools yeah well, i think one big difference that we've seen in, in you know the past few years and probably going forward in the future is when we see these conferences change up and you've got different teams in these conferences and may, you know, conference us, excuse me, the American is a perfect example. You got, you got teams in Virginia, you got teams in 
Um, you know, Texas, you got them spread. I guess that's why they're the American because they're basically all over America. But what you see with the with the Olympic sports, the non-football sports, is they kind of decided, okay, we're not going to send the women's tennis team halfway across the country to play a dual match. So what they kind of do is they regionalize the schedules as far as the regular season, um, and then basically they get everybody together for their respective conference tournaments. So they kind of have changed their tune on that. But yeah, you bring up a, a great point. Um, you know, football is the focal point. It's the uh, it's the engine that drives the bus, but uh, you know it impacts all these other, all these other um, sports and all these other schools, and it changes them drastically. But I do know, you know, that a lot of these conferences have decided to kind of, you know, instead of having home and homes and you know all of these different non-revenue sports, they've kind of decided, look, we it's not fair to, for our student athletes. You know, that's their that's how they spin it. But more importantly, they it's it's too costly uh, to do that. So they kind of say, okay, let's just play your, your regular season games or matches against schools that are in our, in our footprint. And that, therefore, you're not know, having to fly all over the country, just play a, a regular season duel or uh, track meet or, or volleyball match or basketball game or whatever, whatever it may be. Brett McMurphy of the action network here on main street sports today. Brett, we would be remiss if we didn't at least ask you for your initial reaction, or are you surprised that Brian Harson is still the football coach at Auburn University? Uh, I'm not because it, you know, again, it's, I'm based in, in Tampa, so I'm not I'm not uh, hunkered down in Auburn, but just from the people that I've talked to, it, it seems pretty obvious to me. They, they got to the point where they wanted to get rid of him. And then they got to the point where they figured out how much money it was going to cost. And then they got to the point where nobody was willing to put up the money. And so then it's like, okay, kumbaya, let's, let's everyone work together to, to keep Brian Harson and make him successful. So um, I guess, you know, am I surprised? Kind of, yes and no, but I'm not surprised when they decided they didn't have the money. I guarantee if they had the money, if they were willing to spend the money, let me put it that way. If they were willing to spend the money, they would have made the move. Um, you know, cooler heads prevailed or, um, you know, smaller smaller wallets prevailed. And they decided <laughs> to, to right? stick with it. But, yeah, but no matter what they say, look, next year if he wins nine or ten games, no issue. If he goes six and six again, he's gone. Uh, you can, you right. can, you can spin it however you want. That's the bottom line. Uh, or you know, he could he win nine or ten games, games the and then season, he leaves. He wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brett, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We appreciate your insight on Conference USA Sunbelt and everything that goes with that. Uh, we, we look forward to talking to you with you again sometime. And uh, good luck on this off season that has been anything but an off season. <laughs> you got it. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday right here on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday on Main Street Sports today. Now to the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. We take you back live to Columbia State Community College in our roaming Lee Company studio. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in. It is the bottom of the fifth inning, and Columbia State added a run to their total. It's now 2 nothing Chargers here. After a two-out triple a, left. A two-out triple should have been standing up. He slid, but they didn't have to. Uh, and so, yeah, here we are. And uh, Columbia State on the verge of remaining undefeated, at least. So, should be interesting. Keep it here. We'll probably at least see the end of this one. Um, give me the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. A wild and wacky Wednesday, and we'll start in New York, where I wish I could tell you, I can't pronounce this guy's name, Wyvern? Wyvern? Wyvern. Wyvern That's Flat. what I would go with. Yeah. Wyvern Flat uh, watches television and rolls over. Oh, no, that's, that's no. the pig's name. Ellie is a pop No, bugger. Ellie is the pig. Wyvern is... The, guy, the owner. The okay. owner of Ellie. Wyvern <laughs> so, Flat owns Ellie. Okay. Wyvern Flat owns Ellie, a 110-pound pig, and the pig is, quote, family. He said this is an emotional support animal, but officials in upstate of uh, Kanahowari, Kanahowari, New York, see it very differently. <laughs> to them, the pig is a farm animal, and uh, he is harboring it in the village illegally. So... 
Why do they care? Why do they care? I mean, do, do officials have a have a um, have a luau planned or something? Or what? <laughs> what is, they, they're wanting to get on that. Uh, they're wanting to get on that that pig in the ground that yeah, JP's, yeah, been, talking that, that JP's about. been talking about for a year and a yeah. half. Either that or they're vegan and they got something against the pig. <laughs> I guess there's I that. don't. So anyway, apparently it could be headed to criminal court here soon. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, they did. But but pig partisans who believe the animal should be respected <laughs> more as companions instead of just a food source say that's not accurate. Is this uh, pig instead of pita? Yeah, it's pig. Uh, <laughs> quote or flat piggy. said I could I could never dream of giving away somebody who's part of my family. Yeah, that'd be She's tough. She's very smart. She's more intelligent than my dogs. Okay. Uh, Maybe guys, some dogs. Uh, you, you guys gonna give up your pig, your pet pig, or no? I mean, if I'm gonna have a pet pig, then no, I'm, I'm not gonna. You're not it giving up. it up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man. Come and take it, right? There you go. <laughs> come and come and take it. Exactly. <laughs> Folks, we moved to Russia now, where a security guard is accused of drawing eyes on a Russian gallery's painting. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing eyes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. A security guard at a Russian art gallery is reportedly facing criminal mm-hmm. charges after being accused of drawing eyes on an avant-garde painting from the 1930s uh, that he had been hired to protect. Three <laughs> figures by Soviet artist Anna um, Leporskaya was on loan to the Yeltsin Center in uh, some city that I can't pronounce. Uh, when the guard drew eyes on two of the painting's eyeless figures with a ballpoint pen. Yeah, it was bored, right? Yeah. I guess he was bored, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's, yeah, they said he was he was bored. You know, you, the, the painting side by side, it was very minuscule. It was a light touch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you'd have to be up on it to see it. Yeah. But there weren't supposed to be eyeballs on these paintings, and yet now there are, in fact, eyeballs on these paintings. <laughs> on these paintings um, that are nearly 100 years old. Yeah. Well, they, they're, had, they're, they had eyes back then. It's not far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> His motives are still unknown, but the administration believes it was some kind of lapse in sanity, yeah. according to uh, exhibition curator Anna. That's one way to put it. Reshit Kina. Is that a precursor to the uh, the filing in the court? Well, see, they screwed the up because you don't say that. You don't say that he lapse lost that he had a lapse in lapse sanity in because sanity. now you have given him a temporary That's right. insanity. Temporary defense. insanity. That's what I'm saying. What an yeah. idiot! If, yeah. if that is in fact a defense in Russia. Yeah, the old say anything well, you say in Russia. <laughs> who knows? Good point. Good point. <laughs> the painting was reportedly insured for about a million dollars and was sent to Moscow for restoration. Hmm. Uh, the center said the damage can be repaired. Yeah. So at least the ballpoint pen can come out of the painting. So are they collecting on insurance? I would assume not. Hmm. I mean, they may not have to. They, they, I mean, insurance may pay for the restoration. Maybe. Yeah. But that's that's crazy. <sighs> that's <laughs> talk about why I don't like it. Um, fitting. Okay, I'm gonna go with this one because I don't want to. I don't want to end on the uh, the super bowel. Yeah. We've seen protesters in at the Canadian border who have they've tried to make their lives difficult in mm-hmm. Canada for the Canadian truckers and 
whether you're for it or against it doesn't matter here because in New Zealand they have another option. Let me tell you what New Zealand's doing to upend protesters. They just play the Macarena on loop. Ooh, ooh. Hey, Macarena. Hey, it's it, it, if go, it's Mo. either that or a SWAT team. I figure the Macarena is probably more. Uh, I, I think that's probably the more palatable option of the two. Yeah, well, so, it's probably also the most effective. <laughs> I was going to ask you, DJ Yalza. Um, and you, I play. You, is this still in your <laughs> repertoire as a DJ? You said it is. Yeah. It is. In what? fact, let me tell you how I do it though, because I will, I will play something like the Cha Cha Slide or some other. Okay. And and I'll you know I'll play I'll play the Cha Cha Slide and I'll say you loosen All right, them up. All right, uh, you know, older generation, <laughs> let's teach them our version of the Cha Cha Slide from back in the day, mm. and then we'll play the Macarena, and I'll mm-hmm. do about a minute and a half of it because that's about all I can stand. Right. Uh, but you get but good could participation. You hours? Do I what? Do you get oh, good yeah, participation? Great, great participation. Okay. Yeah, most most everybody will, will stick around for the after the Cha Cha Slide to, to teach the the younger people who don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, how to do the Macarena. So it works out, but about a minute and a half is all I can stand. So yep. hours on hours? No, oh, thank you. No. no, that would. I, I would be leaving pretty soon. So well done, New Zealand. There you go. Oh, I guess that's going to do it for today's show, guys. What a good show. We did not make it to the uh, other. Well, we've now made it to the. Oh, the top of the Through sixth. five full. We are yeah. through five full of a seven inning game one and that's as far as we are going to get on these airwaves that's anyway. right so, so. charges lead three nothing though there picked up two in the bottom of the fifth there so yeah. we appreciate all with you two out all with two outs yep we appreciate you hanging out with us here at dave hallfield on the campus of columbia state make sure to check mainstreetmurray.com for um all of your news and sports coverage main street preps as well from brady mcatamney tonight from Clarksville Academy, of course, and then uh, follow at Brett underscore McMurphy. We appreciate that as well. So you guys come back with us tomorrow. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel on Main Street Sports today for Mo and JP. I'm Chris Yasling. Have a great day, and we'll see you then. <laughs>